The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's October 13th. The modern revival of the Hebrew language began on this day in 1881 when Eliezer ben Yehuda decided that among his friends and family, it was the only language that he was going to speak. So it's a bit of a misconception that Hebrew was a dead language or wasn't being used at all before this point. It was really common for Jews in a lot of the world to learn Hebrew, but it was really more as a written language and mostly used for religious texts and for study. A lot of people could speak some Hebrew, but maybe not very fluently, almost never as a first language. It's estimated, though, that when Ben Yehuda started this work, more than half of Jewish men and boys could understand things like the Torah and daily prayers in Hebrew, and about 20% could read a typical book that was written in Hebrew. Sometimes Jewish communities are also using Hebrew to communicate about other matters or to communicate with other Jews when they didn't have another common language that they could use to communicate. Eliezer ben Yehuda was born in Lithuania in 1858, and his family wanted him to be a rabbi. At first, he really excelled in the studies that were needed for that, but he gradually decided he wanted to become a doctor. While he was pursuing his medical studies, Bulgaria was fighting for independence from the Ottoman Empire, and that led the Russian Empire to declare war on the Ottoman Empire in 1877. 
Ben Yehuda was really inspired by this and from other independent struggles and the idea of a people coming together to form a nation and a national identity in their ancestral homeland really appealed to him. He started to believe that Jews should do the same, that Jews should have a homeland and a common language and a common national identity. So in 1881, he moved to Jerusalem with plans to revive the Hebrew language. And it was once he got there that he made that decision that it was the only language that he would speak with his friends and family. He had a son in 1882, and he persuaded his wife to raise their child only in Hebrew, including keeping him in their home so that he wouldn't be exposed to other languages. In 1884, Ben Yehuda established a newspaper to help spread the popularity of this language. To do this, he was having to coin new words and print a glossary at the back, encouraging readers to keep this glossary for their future reference as he added new words to the language. One of the words he needed to coin for his newspaper was the word newspaper, which didn't exist in Hebrew before this. And raising his son in Hebrew also meant coming up with Hebrew words for all kinds of everyday objects, from omelet to bicycle. Another big focus for him was teaching Hebrew in schools, because if children were speaking Hebrew, then their families would be learning it too, and these children would grow up into natural, fluent Hebrew speakers. Over time, he started compiling all these new words that he was coining into a dictionary, and the Hebrew Language Council was established in 1890. Later, it became the Hebrew Language Academy. Although interest in and knowledge of Hebrew really started to spread, Ben Yehuda was not without his critics. Some Orthodox Jews considered his work to be heretical because Hebrew was considered to be a holy language and not something that was supposed to be used for just day-to-day casual conversation. This was complicated by the fact that he had become quite secular and he was really approaching this as something of a national identity more than a religious identity. He was trying to fit in with his Orthodox neighbors, but it was clear to them that he didn't quite belong. When Ben Yehuda's first wife, Dvora, died of tuberculosis, he remarried her sister, Hemda, and she became really instrumental in helping him with this work. She and his son finished the dictionary that he had started after Eliezer Ben Yehuda's death in 1922 at the age of 64. That same year, British authorities, who at that time had colonial control of Palestine, recognized Hebrew as the official language of Jews living in Palestine. So, as I noted earlier, it's not as though Hebrew was a dead language before all this happened. But to quote Cecil Roth, before Ben Yehuda, Jews could speak Hebrew. After him, they did. Thanks to Eve's Jeffcoat for her research work on this podcast and to Tari Harrison for all of her audio work on the show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a royal trial. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.